You're listening to the Mystic Sister and Company podcast. My name is Becca Starr, and I'm a psychic who helps you hear and heed your intuition. Listen in on how women are overcoming and giving voice to challenges that we face every day. Get comfy or just relax your shoulders while you drive. Welcome back, sisters. This is Becca Starr, and today I am joined by Christy Sullivan. And Christy and I actually came from the same hometown, which is a little town in Connecticut called Windsor Locks. And we were in even the same class and everything, but we've only just connected recently. And it is beautiful to me how things like that can happen. We seem to be on a very somewhat similar journey as far as our interests go. And there's, you know, we had a small class, but there's many people from our town that did not actually, you know, get into any of this stuff. And this is a different, you know, when you're into woo-woo or human design, which I can't wait to introduce you, Christy. Um, When you're into all of these things, a lot of times I hear this even from women that I'm friends with all over the country or in Canada and Mexico. I have different women in my life who will say the same thing, that they don't find the women that they can connect with on this stuff in the same town. It's They're not in their community. And I think that is something that hopefully will start changing, but I think it gives us a lot of hope to even know it's not even just us. We've made the connection. There's a center that has now opened in in Windsor Locks, a healing center, and then Mondazis and all of these things. So I'm loving the expansion of this self-care and all of the beautiful things that we are into. So Christy, you do human design and it is one of the coolest things. Anybody that ever discovers it thinks it's the most fascinating and accurate reading that you could have done for yourself. Can Why don't you introduce yourself and let me know like how you got into this, introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, thank you so much, Becca. And it's exciting to connect and yes, to be in this world. And when you find other uh, like-minded women or people in this, it's, it's really great. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And to start off, yes, I discovered human design about seven years ago. Um, I call it sometimes astrology on steroids (laughs) because, uh, because it is, um, quite a tool, kind of like astrology, um, and shows your energy blueprint. And I was fascinated when I first came across it. Um, when I learned about it, I was in a different career and I, um, three years ago decided to shift careers and somebody asked me to speak about human design and I had an opportunity to produce a book about it. And so one thing led to another, and I love now to introduce this tool to people so that they can discover for themselves um, how amazing it is and that it helps you understand yourself at a much deeper level. And it's based on your birth date, so it doesn't change, but you definitely can start to learn more about who you are, who you're not, and what's been conditioned, what's been programmed. I call it a rabbit hole. So I'm happy to be here today. Yeah. So before I I ask a question that just came to me, I'm curious if you could share you, the title of the book and where we can buy that right away. Yeah. Let's get that. Thank Let's you. get that out there. 
You can find it on Amazon. The title is Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. And it's a collaborative book with 25 um, co-authors, and we each write a chapter in the book that explains how we discovered human design and what it is and and also um, how we use it. And so it's sort of like a chicken soup for the soul book. You can open up any chapter and there's also this great tool. So it's a feel good type of book. Oh, I love that. Love that. And so um, you brought up an interesting point that I'm, I'm really curious about. So we have the same human design chart because it goes off of our birth date, the time we were born in the location, and that never changes. But is there phases or changes that we can look at our chart and make more sense of as we're going through our lives? Like, how does that, I'm curious about how it grows with us. That's a good question. It's a complex chart for sure, because it shows your, what I call encoding or wiring and how your energy is wired. But when you are going through different phases of life, you can certainly look at, for example, I'm going through soon my Chiron return. I can look at this Chiron um, representation on my chart and see if it tells me any information. The difference that I think of uh, with human design is when you go to somebody for like an astrology reading or a psychic reading, you're almost getting this information to help you on life's journey. And what I think of human design, it's the car you're driving on the journey. So mm-hmm. it can give you some insight into the other insight that you're also getting for that journey. Um, so you can use the tool to kind of go back to say, well, how am I wired when I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing? Um, what are the life lessons I've learned? And it doesn't say what you're going to learn in your chart, but themes might show up for sure. And so it gives you, again, a, a sense of understanding, like what's how how you're wired, what's under the hood of that car, if you were to look at that, um, lift the hood up and look under. Right. Well, you do one-on-one readings, which I am, I love human design and I've actually been looking for somebody to do a human design reading. And we were talking that it would be a great way to show people a little taste of what the readings themselves could look like. This is like the first step. If you were to work with Christy, she has, you know, different programs and different things you could do over time, but the best way to start would be with a one-on-one individualized custom reading. And that happens in two different sessions. And it's a deep dive into your chart. So let's let's just, obviously in a very abbreviated form, but let's look at my chart, which you were offering to do. I think that would be super fun. And just what you see in there and, and anything that um, would be fun and interesting for everybody to see how it's done. Great. Yes. I'd love to do this. So excited. (laughs) There is really so much to a chart and to elements and a lot of information on the internet. But I always think that when you have a conversation and can learn from somebody, what do each of these symbols and numbers mean? Um, And we have to peel back the onion slowly because there's a lot of information. So the first place we usually start is called your energy type. And this is a category But just know that uh, when you're placed in this category, it's not meant to be a label. It's just sort of the starting point to then, again, peel back other layers. 
Mm. So the energy type that you are, I am also in the same category called the generator. And about 70% of the population are the generator type, which means that our role is really here to be busy and productive. Like we like doing things. We like building things and producing or coordinating things. Um, it's just sort of like our natural way when we're healthy and rested mm-hmm. to be generating. And it's because we've got this, um, what I call like sort of that car battery that keeps us going all day long. And we have to use that energy. So doing the right kind of work is really important for the generator type. When we do a reading, I would start like at that point and then give some advice and ask, are you doing the right kind of work that lights you up, Becca? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) And I have had the experience of not doing the right kind of work, but it wasn't that it felt like it was wrong. It just, it truly needs to light me up. And years ago, I will say also, I, I tried different jobs, like normal, <laughs> regular jobs. I put in quotes, it's like the nine to five. I remember thinking, so what is this whole nine to five thing? Like I was a flight attendant and I had done all these other things and I worked for the Marriott. So I worked, you know, in front desk and I had these like on your feet jobs and I liked the multitasking and personality and customer service, all these things. I really thrived in all of that. But I remember, you know, growing up near Hartford, the insurance capital of the world, it's like, so what are what are these people doing all day in these insurance buildings? Like, what is a nine to five job? I know it sounds crazy, but I remember really being intrigued by it. And I tried it. And then I realized this is not for me. And I think I did about eight or nine months. And that was what led me into massage school, which ended up, I opened up, you know, spas and my, the rest was you know, history for a whole other chapter of my life. But I ha- I did discover at that point, I literally do not have it in me to work at a job. I do not at least like very much. Like I have got to enjoy myself and I can't show up. Like I, I literally can't bring myself to show up for something that I don't like. And I don't think I've, I've learned a lot about human design I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that as much, like where it really hit me and resonated like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's who I am. And I really want to just throw this in there that the beautiful thing about talking one-on-one with somebody that is so familiar and knowledgeable with all this is you can find lots of things online. You can find your chart. You can read it. It'll turn on some light bulbs like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is really great. But the ability to really put it together and understand it on a deeper level where it's very useful and you know what to do with it and make better decisions. And we're going to also get into self-care. So on each of the energy types, we'll do that right after this. I think that's a great thing that we should talk about is how do we use this like in our lives? And I think the self-care component is a really big one because when you say this, I could be busy, busy, busy all the time being productive, but you mentioned something in there. I am thriving in that as long as I am well-rested. And that's a key point that like needs to be pointed out there. That's, that's a good, I love it so far. So yeah. (laughs) And it's so true because that, that being well-rested, it, it lights up our energy 
naturally when we're feeling, we, we can re- recognize more easily what's maybe draining us. And that's what human design is a tool for is to help you understand your energy. Mm. Um, you could go to somebody to get an Akashic reading of rec- uh, your records or um, a psychic reading like you, and you can get information about your life path, but this is really the energy that you're carrying. And mm. so if you're feeling well-rested as a generator, then you may be able to tap into your intuition more easily. Um, For you in your chart, like one of the areas that I'd go into is looking at the energy centers that are in charts and your spleen is one of the places that definitely tie to what you're doing now, this intuition that you have and um, the spleen holds that intuition. You also have a beautiful emotional center that gives you this emotional wave. Um, and for your particular def- um, center and chart, there's definition there, which means that you naturally have highs and lows. And this is also going to be really helpful in when you make a decision for anything big in your life. You want to ride that emotional wave. Take some time. You don't need to be under the pressure to to decide right away. You want to sit with it and kind of get that sense of how do I feel with this rather than trying to make yourself decide with the mind in, in a moment's notice. So there's like beautiful things that we can see in the chart when we go deeper. And so everybody's do you different that? also. Everybody's different. So our energy type, you might be a generator, but your spleen might not be open or whatever that is. Where yes, it's amazing because there's every one of these things you're talking about. I do know that your generator chart is not going to say all the rest of these things. Like we might have some crossovers, but yeah, how, I mean everything you're saying too. I I really relate to very much. Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about human design is it's so um, unique to you and there's 3 billion combinations. So I've never seen two charts that are the same. And in your case too, um, again, you've got the emotional authority and decision-making, which is different than what, what I have. Um, When it comes to self-care though, it's important that the generator types, for example, use this energy every day, do some movement, Mm -hmm. um, get to bed when you're tired and don't try to push yourself. But there's also the self-care piece of just understanding who you are and starting to clear the limiting and conditioning and the beliefs that really don't serve you that are really from the outside that are not really in alignment with the design that you might have. So that's an important piece that crosses all types, whether you're a generator or one of the other energy types, because that deconditioning, that knowing who you are and starting to release things that really don't work for you is really important for your design as well. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, What was I, the things that you were just sharing, all of that is just it's so good for everyone to kind of hear this stuff because how I make decisions is very important. I need to be in alignment. And when you tell people, well, you know, make a decision like that's aligned with who you, you know, like really your truth and things that resonate the most in you. But the way I make decisions 
is a very specific way according to human design. And learning that, because it's been about a year or two years that I've I've known about human design, like I have the um, solar plexus. And so like, does it say yes or no? I still don't really know, but like I do try to check in with myself more. There's been plenty of big decisions I've made where I thought, I think I need to sleep on this. Like it's not a heck yes or a heck no, but I really need some more time with this until I naturally feel a yes or a no. And so there's just things like that that might not be the same for my son or my daughter or you or your friend. You know, I mean, it's all going to be different because some people have the ability, probably, I don't know the other charts, but to make the decision within 24 hours, like it's just, or you have the external, um, information where some people come from internal and the, the, there's these centers that we all have. And one thing I found very interesting and I wondered, and I'm very curious if you would know this, the lower centers, if you look at my chart are all open, which means they're shaded. They're they're shaded. They're shaded with color. And everything above is open. Which when I actually do my meditations and sometimes when I am connecting to my psychic abilities, like I always have to do a meditation and I do a full connection to source. I love that I can see this. I'm very visual too. So I have the clairvoyance where I see symbols and images that come to me, but I see the, the map, like the myself with all those open centers. And those are the open centers for source to give me the information because I am as long, I think at some points it could serve um, to be an asset or not an asset. Like if I am that open up here, then what am I, whose opinions and ideas am I open to? So I try to channel to the, to the most powerful loving sources, but I am open up there. So does that make sense for being a psychic for what you see and how all my lower ones, I am very grounded in my readings as well. Very yeah. well. And what's what's great about having a reading and conversation like this is to understand what's your experience and what you're describing is that in your open centers for the way that you've lived life, you do bring in energy or you sense it, you're becoming that sort of channel. Um, and again, if if somebody else were like this, they may experience it differently. They may have a lot of conditioning, and so they're not connected to what they're receiving and, and drawing in, in those open centers. So for you, I would say you do have that experience of the energy coming in. You do feel that grounding of those defined centers. Um, again, conditioning can play a definite role in how you experience it. And I feel like, you know, you've done your inner work and really feel connected to that openness and the gift that those open centers are, which are to give you information and help you see things in various ways and uh, that grounding of your defined centers that you can rely on for that emotional wave or the intuition or that sacral yes, no kind of feeling on things. So um, what you're saying kind of matches what I'm seeing. Um, And if, if it didn't, we would talk about that and say, well, what could be some conditioning that might've impacted how you're, you're resonating with this? which is how then human design fits in different phases of your life. When you feel you've changed so much and you look back 10 years ago and you think, but I'm not even that same person. 
I love that you said, but you're still driving the same car. And so there are certain things. And, and as I said, it can either be an asset, it can serve me and others, or it's to my detriment and to others. You know, it's, it's um, being open to negative sources and being channeling and bringing in energies, just being too open to those things around me and not taking care of myself and not actually understanding almost like the grounded nature of like my lower um, those centers, um, not understanding the beautiful nurturing power of that. And with the earth below me and just feeling like grounded myself, I think it's in like, if we had done this conversation two or more years ago, I would be having a much different experience. And it, here I am in this, you know, in the last year or so of really, finding that human design has helped me so much come into a more powerful sense of myself, like not just a better version of myself, but like this powerful sense like that I have of myself where nothing is wrong. This is perfect just the way I am. And maybe the conditioning and different things led to, I think understanding it does give us power. Yes. I love that beautiful part and the explanation you have, because honoring who you are is really what we're here to be doing, not to always try to think we have to fix or improve ourselves. And when we use something like human design as a tool, it can help you to validate more of who you are and to understand, wow, that's why I like to do things this way. And why maybe this way isn't serving me. There's always kind of the shadow side and then the light side or the gift. And we have a choice and we have the ability to start honoring who we are and understanding ourselves more. And then the other ripple effect is that we then start to also honor other people for who they are. We realize that they're not built like us. Um, We may know their design, but we also understand that they have some uniqueness. They have unique experiences and their upbringing that have also impacted their human design. So when we start to really recognize that each of us are different and unique, that can really help us to just flow. I feel flow more through life with, with less of that expectation that, that mm. everybody has to be like us. Right. I have really enjoyed appreciating my husband and my two children in the way that I can see them from my very, very little knowledge that I have of it, but like really being able to see them uniquely, even though my husband and I have very similar charts, the one things that like the few things that are, are different, those are the things that make a lot of sense and it helps me honor it more. So if somebody had, um, their reading with you, could then they also work with you to understand like their children or their spouse? Mm -hmm. Could they do something like that with you? Yes, definitely. I've worked with some families where I did the chart for the parents and for a child or two, and you can even overlap and look at what we call the connection chart between two people, because it's almost like they become their own unique design together. Mm -hmm. And so it's really fascinating. You can do that with business partners or with coworkers And I think um, more than ever, human design is starting to be talked about. So maybe you'll see future at corporate um, conversations as well as in families. It's so important. I 
know a few of the practitioners who do, you know, parenting for through the lens of human design. It's really amazing. Wow. I think that is really beautiful. And, and I think it's so helpful to be able to see our children in their own unique capacity, not in our eyes, not as much love as I have for my children. I don't want to put any of my perceptions and expectations in so many ways. I try to lift that from them and just see them in the moment for who they are. And it's a challenge to do that. And so if I'm tired or everything's sort of in automatic mode, I'm not doing that as well, but it is my overall intention as a parent, because I don't want to have them grow up and be like, yeah, but you always used to like expect or do that. Or it's like, but I wasn't seeing them. I'm still going to fuck them up in some way, but it's like, but I don't want to like consistently not see them. I want to do my best to see who they are, not who I want them to be or or think that they are. So yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way of parenting and just, you know, letting them evolve and uh, coexist and, do it more in in a way that honors each other. It's, it's really, they can be such teachers to us too. Right. They really can be. Um, so with the five energy types, let's talk just, if you can give us like, let us know. So one of them is generator 70 for 70% of people are generators. And you spoke on a great, um, if, if you are a generator, when you see your chart, like the things that you've said already, are just really useful to help you kind of see if that vibes with you and see how it might look for you. But I'd love to hear about just the, the five energy types with self care as the, um, the theme of how you're going to teach us in this short episode. I want us to be able to like leave people with something very valuable, which I believe would be self care is always at the heart of every great thing we do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So the generator type, and I mentioned 70%, there's this subset called the manifesting generator. So those are, those two types are, um, this 70%. They're the ones who have this battery, like the energizer bunny of going when they're doing the right kind of work. And it's important that they get movement, that they don't try to get a second wind when they're tired, they go to bed, they will feel more rested. and you know, on that level of external self-care, um, rest is important because they too can even be burned out by doing too much, or especially doing things that aren't in alignment with who they are. So, um, that rest and, uh, and self-care is really important even for the, the generator types. So those are two types. And the other three, um, come into a different category. They don't have this consistent life force and workforce battery that I call it. So they need more downtime. There's a 20% of the population called the projector energy type. They're here to share a lot of wisdom and guidance. And um, they need that downtime because it's like they need to recharge themselves throughout the day. They could do a nine to five, but if they have more time and flexibility to make their own schedule, that can work. There's also a type called the manifester that is 9% of the population. It's very important for them also to get downtime and they work in short spurts and really just need to know when that is and so that they can 
uh, be rested and ready for this creative download. And they are the initiators. They're the innovators of this world. Mm-hmm. So they need that energy and to be sure that um, they are rested. Um, the third type is rare. It's the 1% reflector. And they um, they really need to be more in tune with the, the moon cycle, like the cycle of the full moon, when um, to especially take their downtime. And those three types that I just mentioned, what's important is that they also take 30 minutes before they go to bed to rest and relax. They need to kind of unload any energy that they've picked up. They need that to help them sleep at night. Hmm. And sometimes they say it's it's even more helpful if they slept alone so they're not picking up others' energies. It's part of to do partly to do with the sacral energy center, we call it. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of interesting and and that's a little bit of a a self-care regimen for each type. Right. And you know, it's, I, I'm noticing this theme of knowing when to rest and how much to rest and how important rest is. And I mean, how great that is that you are saying that it all, it does look different for each type, but we live in this society where rest is not, we don't get siestas. Like we are not like being like encouraged to rest. So this is huge. Like there is no mistake in self-care equaling rest, knowing how and when and, and how um, important it is for you to do your best when you're in the action. And I think too, like, it's really good for somebody like me, a generator, to if I rest too much, which I sometimes think, oh, I just need all this rest. And sometimes I literally need three days of rest after I've done like a big social weekend or something, um, or there's just been a lot of demands. I do need downtime. And it's not just get a good night's sleep. It could be for, I would say even two days, but like once I go a little too long with the rest, then I I feel depressed and I'm not feeling probably because I'm a generator, I'm not feeling like you said, every day I should do some movement. It's very good for me when I have the natural energy to use it. And it it doesn't feel good for me if I don't use it. And I think I'm just going to watch TV or I, I, you know, put my feet up on the couch. There's nothing wrong with that, but there is a time. And I've learned that for sure, where I don't really do that. Like I think new parenting. Like when I was a new mom, I was so busy all the time. My, my cycles, my schedule, everything was so sort of wacky that I probably was like always in action or, Oh God, we're not doing anything. I'm just going to like stay here and have the TV on all day and just do nothing. But that's not really good for my soul. You know, it's not really good for me to have too long of downtime. And then there's others like you said, the reflectors, they go with the moon cycles and the the full moon and the new moon. It's just, it's a really fascinating uh, theory, all of it. It is typically accurate. Everyone that I know of, there's been a couple people that have said, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And I think that's because you can't find your unique, um, it doesn't make as much sense if you're just looking it up online and you're just doing a chart that's just sort of meant for any generator or this is what it is and you're trying to piece it all together. So how can somebody get a reading with you? What would we do to do that? Thank you for asking. They can go to my website, which is christyhsullivan.com, K-R-I-S-T-I. And they can also find me on Facebook. I have a 
group page called Christie's Human Design and Self-Care Community. And uh, they can find information about the book and get in touch with me if they'd like to do a reading. And uh, otherwise, I also share a lot of self-care tips and human design information on that Facebook page too. And I'm on Instagram too, so they can find me there. Great. And we'll put those links in the show notes. Excellent. So I would I would um, tend to think that the reading is the very first step, right? Like that's the best starting I point. That it helps people to understand whether they're you know ready to like look at this amazing information and tool. Um, I think it usually comes in the right time when somebody really wants to learn more about themselves and they can find a lot of information online. But I think a reading is always helpful because it, it, it gives some guidance. Mm. And then there's other ways that you can go deeper um, in things like, um, you know, group discussions or one-to-one coaching, but that usually happens after a reading. Right. And you're starting very soon. You're starting a three month program. So that's something that if you can um, schedule a reading with Christy and then just be in her circle so you'll know when the three month program is. I think it's just wonderful work that you're doing. And um, is there anything else you wanted to throw out there as a tip or a promotion of what you're doing so people know like this is all that exists in in your world, this is what people can know about. I think just, you know, I'm grateful that you had me on. I'm always happy to chat on other podcasts or at events. Um, and that I love what you're doing too, because it's so helpful. I think when you do use something like human design to know more of who you are, to get the support from other practitioners who can help you really just understand the journey that you're on. So thank you for doing what you do too. Of course. Thanks for joining me today. Have a beautiful day.